All right, I'm Perry. This is in plain sight, and to my right, star of all things, Perry, the one and only Mr. Brandon Steele. Oh, today we're going to the deep end. We're going back to David Wilcock. I think we're going to be able to bang out this this portion of book two in bang. two episodes. Yes, <laughs> uh, uh, they all have their way with me. <laughs> So I've I've finished reading the Michael Prophecies book two part one as of the date we're recording this two twenty four. There is no update on part two, but it's supposed to be uh, forthcoming. A minute, it's supposed to be showing I mean, up any day now. Like we all know, it's going to start deteriorating quickly. It uh, it's already started. Yeah, like it's gonna it's gonna fall off. That first one was all he had. That was the heater. Well, yes, yes, it was, but. I do think it's important to mention for everyone who didn't listen to the entire four-part breakdown of book one, that was all him reflecting on things that had already occurred. This book picks up, well, I don't even know if we'll get to where it picks up today because he he saw fit to include another five author prefaces, which compose roughly 45% of this book is preface. Well, he's got to he's got to amend things to fit what happened. Everything I'm I'm <laughs> scrolling through here. This is all me scrolling through, not the preface itself, just my notes on the preface. All right. So the first section, which I suppose we'll get to on Friday, is uh, January of '98, which translates to this past January. And by the end of the book, I think he gets through March or something like that. So we're looking at like right. Right the fuck now, basically, is this prophecy. Why is he doing this to himself again? He makes some questionable decisions in all this. Um, And not to steal from David and do a preface before his prefaces, but I I do feel uh, inclined to mention that... You know how in the first book he, he would bring up stuff about the secret space program. He talked about yeah. being a member of my lab and yeah. all that shit and how Corey good and, and the 20 and back was all real. Yeah. And then Corey came out and there was the deposition thing where it all proved false. He uh, did not mention any of that shit once in this entire book. Can you imagine losing everything because you can't stop predicting the future? <laughs> It is a hilarious... <laughs> like, what a weird reason to fuck your life up. You just... You can't help but keep predicting the fucking future. <laughs> it's the one thing you can't do. I never thought of it this way, but it's kind of a gambling addiction, in a way. In a sense, but he's never won. He's Correct. never won. <laughs> that is ne- even funnier. A guy it, who gets a gambling addiction, <laughs> but he's never even hit, like, a $10 jackpot. Gambling, like, addiction, at least you run out of money. Yeah, he... um. He does the thing we've uh, we actually commended him for for not doing in book one in this book, which is he sets the date. Ah, we get we get a firm year. Part the next book's just going to be all preface. Uh, it would <laughs> if he. It'd be funny if oh, it just sweet pro- Christ. if it progressively got more and more preface was a percentage of the book. It, it'd be even funnier because technically this is part one of the book, which would mean he'd be inserting a preface into the middle of book two after already starting with a preface. Um, so uh, David, of course, does not address the fact that all, uh, everything he basically created at Gaia and with Corey was determined to be. 100% fabricated. That is not addressed at all in this book. I feel like well, I feel like maybe if you want to regain some of uh people's trust, 
you you sort of you almost have to address it, right? Uh, well, here's the thing: he's either lied to himself so thoroughly yeah. that he's like, no, that it's fine, or he's just trying to play ignorant. Neither is a great move, in my opinion. But I don't know. Well, that he, he doesn't make good moves. I don't think he has the capacity to make the right move at this point. I think he's probably just like, I'm gonna ignore it. Oh, all right, here we go. Author's preface, part one. I'm so gay. Uh, 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 they were making fun of me damn because it. I had special abilities. I'm gonna get better. I got to practice with the new, the new David Bank. I still don't know it that well. Uh, where, where is there's? No, that we are not racists. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's good enough. All right. Anyways, catastrophic Earth changes. Uh, they aren't going to occur because we've learned our lesson as a society. He's. Still saying oh, we're we just... Want, we're good? I thought we lost. No, this was... Uh, remember in book one, we talked about uh, forgiving Bill Clinton for getting his dick oh, sucked. Oh, right. We forgave <laughs> old Bill for that BJ. And then in doing that, and then also in forgiving Donald Trump, we have saved humanity. Uh, more nice, importantly, we're, we're told we actually do not have to understand what's going on in order to ascend, and on top well, of that... that's good, because I don't. Not not only that, not understanding is actually a prerequisite for ascending. We well, then can't I'm good, understand. player. We good. I'm going to the pearly gates. This is a uh, quote from the law of one. show up and be like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't Lord, know let shit. Me in. I don't know nothing. Questioner. I'm assuming it is not necessary for an individual to understand the law of one to go from third to fourth density. Is this correct? Raw. I am raw. It is absolutely <laughs> necessary that an entity consciously realize it does not understand in order for it to be harvestable. Understanding is not of this density. You know, it is an autistic thing to say I am raw before every single one of your sentences. It makes the book so difficult to read yeah, because it, every response starts with I am raw. It really is like, you know, you could just imply it, dog. Like, I got it after the first 18 of them. Couldn't you just write, like, I-A-R, like some sort of There's abbreviation? There's a lot of things you could <laughs> we, do, to be honest. There's literally, like, anything a variety. But what they did. Yeah, there's a variety of options. David, uh, then he spent the next 10 pages talking about dinosaurs. Uh, They're talks, so cool. <laughs> he talks about the extinction event and how it wasn't a meteor impact that caused uh, the crater on Earth. Oh, the aliens killed those motherfucking dinosaurs? He goes on about, I left out a lot of this shit just because like it's, it, it was so stupid, but like not interesting. He talks about, I think it's pronounced geoblims. But he basically has he's this idea. Blims. Is he getting into blimps again? <laughs> I wish. No, Geo Blems, Blims. Oh. I don't know. But uh, it was basically the, the inner portion of the earth explodes within itself and, like, causes a crater. It wasn't a very convincing what? theory. <laughs> All right. When you cross-check the destruction of Lemuria and Atlantis against uh -huh. the 25,000-year cycle David is pitching, it, it apparently lines up. Where he got the dates for the fall of Atlantis, I'm not sure, but it lines up. It doesn't matter where he got them. Uh, but so now we have to do some backtracking because if the extinction of the dinosaurs and the disappearance of Atlantis were caused by the end of the 25,000-year cycle, he pitches, that cycle would have ended in 2012. Um well which is a bit uh, an issue. Ooh. <laughs> it's, He's, that's the first one he missed. His original mistake. All right, very quick sidebar on 
kind of the reasons I'm skipping a large portion of his prefaces because it's just all garbage. But he goes on and on about uh, how many academic citations he puts in his books, right? You know, like he'll be, I, oh, this yeah. one has 500 citations. I have so many footnotes. On page 17 of this book, he cites the dictionary.com definition of the word confluence. Well, I mean, it was, I mean, I guess he's, he's you know, showing his work. I, I guess I don't think David using Kane, a word and citing the definition should count as an ac- academic citation. Well, David's not even capable of using a big word properly. <laughs> That's such a, that is such a tremendously low bar to clear. All right. Anyways, back to the cycle. At the end of these 25,000 year cycles, there is a confluence of energies. That's why you had to fucking Google the word according to the law of one. And then uh, he he shows this diagram. It's a picture of Earth. And then he basically draws a a bunch of, like, images around it, like a bunch of shapes. Uh And then the the point of um, the triangle, square, and pentagon he draws around the Earth, those line up at what he declares is the 25,920-year mark. Whatever that means. Do you think he put the definition of confluence because he thought it was like being transparent? <laughs> that, that, he wanted to show that he didn't know what it meant and he had to Google it. He It's an odd decision to make, but he's probably like, this will show I'm not, I'm not lying. No, it's condescension is what it is. He does, because he does this, he did it multiple times in the first book. He'll use what he deems to be a big word. And then like in parentheses, he'll put like, it means this. I think he did that with the word paltry, and then he was like, small, or some <laughs> shit like this. David, we get it, or if we don't get it, we can look up the word. All right, these intersecting uh, geometric lines, according to David, have river-like currents of gravity and charged particles. And that's what David is proposing is the confluence of energies mentioned in the Law of One. Now, he, he starts off with all this geometry and math and shit. He loves himself some geometry. But a little word to the wise, anyone who's trying to write an academic paper, don't follow that section up with a sentence like, quote, human-looking ETs from a group known as Yahweh rescued people from Mars by cloning them into bodies that were appropriate <laughs> for new incarnations on Earth. All right, jump so, back. So were Mars clones? Kind of. I think we're technically hybrids. I believe he talks about it a bit more in here. Well, if we mix the monkey and the Martian, Mr. <laughs> Yahweh, did that sound good to you? Uh, go forth, my son, and have them fuck. Now we jump back to the love one. Uh, these 75,000-year cycles are brought up in the love one. At the end of the first one, we were genetically improved as a people. And what he means by that... Oh, yeah, here it is. We were made white. What he means by that is our Mars ancestors got fucked by aliens, and then those people were put on Earth. Which aliens, he doesn't say. All right, so they got probed. At the end of the second 25,000-year cycle, higher densities walked among us, which I take him to mean... uh, Jesus or something? I don't know. And the third and is... And thus we crucified him. Well, he's kind of... Let me read this. Quote, uh, the third is a series of dialogues with chosen channels, which kind of sounds a lot like what David is proclaiming himself to be. I, I think he's kind of setting himself up to be Jesus Christ. That would be so rad, dude. But not like literally Jesus Christ. And uh, I'll tease this. I don't know if we'll get to it in uh, today's portion. We get some new David identities in this book. He's a few new people. I have so much respect for David if he just goes with the, I am the Lord. (laughs) It 
it would be the ballsiest thing he could do because obviously no one's going to believe that. But if he's got to go well, with what the the message is preaching, I mean, gotta... it's insane, is what it is. Uh, That's rare air when you claim to be Jesus Christ Himself. I would typically agree, but That's with David how, Ike territory, with how insane the rest of this is. I mean, it's Declaring all insane. To be Jesus is just kind of the cherry on top of the crazy Sunday. It, but it's just, it's the top of Mount Olympus. Yes, that is that is the number one crazy claim you can make. Uh, let's see. Jump to third density was important because self-awareness and self-consciousness were necessary for us to continue our ascension. David continues along these 25,000-year cycles describing the various catastrophes that took place, except when he gets to the uh, Younger Dryas event. And when that when that happens, he decides to divide twenty five thousand nine hundred and twenty by two to get twelve thousand nine hundred and sixty. Why you have to do that, or why it matters? He never says. He just does it because that's how he makes it line up. That's what we call David magic. There is when you take a number and you do whatever you need to do to it well, to get the number you need, and then you just say, this is how it had to happen. There's a slightly bigger problem with this. Is that if it actually happened 12,800 years ago, not 12,960? He, doesn't, well, but he doesn't rectify that difference that God was off by 160 years. That was the remainder. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a rounding error. In the equation. Uh of more interest to me was David briefly mentioned that if too many people in the same area are being negative, it can cause an earthquake, which maybe that's what's going on, you know, Turkey and stuff. But them Turks were just too fucking negative. They're too negative. This is their fault, really. We should blame the Turkish people for that earthquake. The reason I actually noted that down is because it uh, reminds me of Brother Bobby's melon in magic when he said if enough black people were in the same place oh, yeah. and, and thinking something it'll they happen. They cure it. And it's like, well, how do you? That's why Katrina was so terrible. There's <laughs> <laughs> so much melanin. Uh, uh, I think, uh, uh, let me try and summarize his point here. It is here. funny to be, imagine. People in Turkey being like, we must have angered the Lord. Yeah, we fucked up. <laughs> he is not not pleased. According to David, our entire solar system is orbiting a companion star during a 25,000-year cycle. We just don't know about that because NASA covered it up. Hell yeah. Our planets are held in place by invisible geometric forces of dark matter. Uh, David. Wait, wait, then he's getting rid of gravity? David says all the evidence is there. We just don't talk about it. That's the issue. It's all out there for those willing to look. It's our gay cousin of facts. We just don't talk about him. <laughs> and uh, Then we get a, a nice excerpt from the source field investigation where he just blathers on about fucking dodecahedrons and icosahedrons. Oh, he loves and, him some fucking shapes. And various other shapes. Yeah. Uh, I but, love that you said that he, you're like, he, he, he pulled 120 pages from oh, his other book. I was like, yeah, that sounds like David. In the first... 100 pages of this book, I think there are 20-plus pages of source field investigations. <laughs> and then he includes more later on. He wraps up the book with, like, another 10 pages of an. There's probably... This book is 400-something pages. There's probably 50 pages of his other books in this book. Hell yeah, David. Here's a, a choice quote from there. Quote, There are between 12 and 13 full moons in a year. If we then draw a circle, again a sphere with a diameter of 13 units and inscribe a perfect five-sided star inside it, each arm of the star will measure 12.364 units. 
this is the exact number of full moons in a year to a 99.95% level of accuracy. This again suggests there's a sphere of time between Earth and the moon where the moon's movements are being precisely driven by the rotating vortex currents of gravity within the dodecahedron geometry, which is all based on five-fold symmetry. What that all means, I don't fucking know. Yeah, no, he, he, that's the part. He, he does, he's got a talent for this. There's parts of the book where he says words and numbers that are big, and you're like, I don't really know what those <laughs> mean, so I guess they kind of sound like it makes sense. It but sounds scientific. It. Yeah, it sounds scientific, but he'll say it for like 20 pages, and they're like, I'm not sure this is right. Like, I have no idea exactly what you're talking about. No, and that really is the... When you're talking about things like this, I think the the sign of an intellectual individual is the ability to sort of simmer these ideas down to a base component that you can then properly explain to everyone else as opposed to whatever that fucking jumbled mess just was. Yeah, like, it sounds cool, but I don't got a clue what you're talking about. So... The point David's trying to get to here is that the uh, the geometric shapes we see in the galaxy are akin to the shapes we see sand take on uh, cymatic devices, you know, when you play different vibrations. Uh-huh. And I think he doesn't explicitly state this, so this is my own interpretation. I think he's using that to strengthen the idea that the universe is vibration-based. So I think he's using all this geometry as an indicator that there's some sort of universal vibration that causes the universe to align in this geometric way. All right. I think. If I'm being charitable, that's what I will say he's trying to convey. I'll buy it. This sounds right. Uh, Side note, though, David is off to a better start in this book. Like, at least he's... What he's saying is crazy, but it's it's interesting crazy. It's not like the world's going to end and and, uh, I'm bathing in piss. Well, when you don't predict the future... Yeah, unfortunately, he doesn't stick to that... Um, this ascension that's supposed uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this ascension that's supposed to make. A- I've been reading David all week, and now I'm <laughs> retarded. This ascension that's supposed to occur, according to Law of One, uh, there's a little problem within the Law of One. Raw states that the entities who are exposed to fourth density energy will die. That's pretty cool. That's that's a pretty big issue, though, as if we're all supposed to ascend, but the Law of One says we're all going to die if we get fourth density energy. Well, I mean, look, do you want to get fourth density or do you want to live? Well, we we get a workaround, though. David reveals it was this quote that made him think a huge extinction event would occur. No worries, though. We get out of this. We manifest what he calls our double body. The double body uh, is explained in the Law of One the following way. Quote, it will be noted that the entities birthing these fourth density entities experience a great fe- a feeling of, shall we say, the connection. Connection. And the <laughs> I hate having to read this channeled material because yeah. obviously there's points where the person doing the channeling is pausing in order to come up with more shit to say. Shall we say Shall connection. We say the connection. Uh, this is due to the necessity for manifesting the double body. This transitional body is one which will be, shall we say, able to appreciate fourth density vibratory complexes as the in-streaming increases without the accompanying (laughs) distribution of third density body. If a third density entity were, shall we say, say? (laughs) electrically aware of fourth density and fold, the third density electrical fields would fail due to incompatibility. 
to answer your query about death, it's never a question when you're channeling either. It's always a query. It's a query. These, uh, he's pretty query. Uh, uh, they were making fun of me it. because I had special Why abilities. can't I find the right fucking buttons? You want to laugh at me? Yeah, that'll work. That one always works. Um... Uh, who are exposed to fourth density electrical energy in full without a double body will die according to third density necessities. Shall we? Shall say? we? <laughs> there, that, that paragraph was like four sentences and there were three shall we says. As to why we didn't all die, it's because the whole solar system energetic charging process is occurring in stages and we're going to have somewhere between 100 to 700 years to adjust before we get hit with the solar flash. So All right. he's back to saying the solar flash is coming. It's just now we're not going to die from it because we're going to have potentially 700 years to get ready. We're going to get melanated, folks. David ends this section with the cheery message that we are 100% living in the end times and that the solar system is charging up and is a threat to us all. Sick, dude. With that, we move on to author's preface part two. Um Oh, I, I just wrote this trilogy should be called Read My Other Books. And that's because uh, this section opens with 15 straight pages of the source field investigations. <laughs> I love when David quotes himself for such extended periods. Yeah. It's one of his patented moves. In this whole section, David describes the uh, changes that are occurring, or I guess were occurring, seeing as that book's a fucking decade old at this point, on other planets, uh, presumably to bolster his claim that a coming change on Earth is a sure thing. So he basically just lists off every planet and is like, shit's kind of different there now. All right. And now shit might be kind of different what, for what us. What if shit was different? Would that change your opinion? I'm not sure why he keeps citing all these old books. Because do recall, all these old books were written with the expectation that 2012 was the end of times. So I don't, yeah. I don't think it's a great move to cite your incorrect prophecy to try and bolster your new prophecy. Maybe he still somehow thinks he was right. He well, he does some weird shit with years where sometimes they slide forward, sometimes they slide back. So I don't yeah. I actually don't know what year we're living in according to him. This is it's 1998, but it's also now, but now was sometimes 6 years ago. I don't it's think very he, I don't think he I don't think he even knows what year it is anymore. Here's a fun quote. Uh, the swastika originally appeared all over the world as a symbol from a benevolent spacefaring race contacting indigenous people in various places. Hell yeah. Is he uh, going to talk about Kanye? Well, he also mentioned the swastika being a cool symbol in book one, which I uh, mean, I'm not saying anything, but maybe setting up for you look, know, a the big Nazis, reveal. The Nazis had good design people. Him and uh, Marina are going to team up. Lots of sacred geometry talk as well as uh, he, he just kind of shows pictures of a galaxy and be like, hey, that kind of looks like a hexagon, right? Hey, don't they look like a shape? <laughs> and that's basically the level of scientific discourse we get in this book. It's like, hey, that's hey, sort of like it's not really a pentagon, but it could like it's kind of close to one. Isn't that cool? Look, if you squint at that one, it looks like an <laughs> octagon. That uh, he's doing the the galactic version of staring at clouds and being like, hey, yeah. it looks like a sheep. Yeah, with just galaxies. Except he's using it to predict the future. David reads a Yahoo News article about a the... A Yahoo <laughs> News article? About the Earth's core moving uh, between the year 2001 and 2013. Now, 
it's another thing he does with the sources. I don't think he expects anyone to go and read the sources. I don't think even he's read the sources. Well, because if you read the source that he uses for this next information, within that source, uh, the USC seismologist he's quoting says, none of the models explain all the data very well, in my opinion. Well, that's never stopped David from using things. All right, putting that aside, let's go over the time frame here from uh, 2001 to 2013. 2001 kicks off... Shall we say? Shall we say 2001 kicks off nicely with 9-11 happening. And David says this coincides with... uh, It's basically the surface manifestation of the Earth's core beginning to shift. Then in 2008, we get the housing crisis, and that marks when the Earth's core ceased to rotate and in 2013 it began to rotate the other way which was symbolism of us uh moving past the 2012 end times prophecy yeah it's funny as i think the earth's core did just like rotate its axis a few months ago i believe it did i remember so somehow he wrote that. he wrote this and didn't even cite the the, the proper, more recent one yeah the <laughs> most recent evidence uh, which proves a more right David reveals that in book three, he's going to teach everyone with uh, vaccine damage how to prolong their health for another year or two so they can experience ascension, which if you're reading between the lines there, that means ascension is going to occur in the next year or two. How kind of him to help the vaccine injured. That concludes author's preface part two, which means we now begin author's preface part three. Let me let me get a beverage here because there's 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 a doozy. He really, he okay. really is a wordy, we've, uh, wordy we've man. We've talked about this before, but David brings up the Russian scientist who says he changed frogs into salamanders using lasers. I, I There was no evidence of Dude, this. Dude, the Russians have the coolest science. <laughs> it's always they the Russians the dope, that he cites, too. They do the dopest shit. I have never been able to find uh, the academic paper where, where this is explained. In Russia, there is no academic paper. When I searched for this guy, like, I think 20 other papers came up. None, none of the papers have to do with this. Uh, the only websites that cited this um, were, where. oh, no. The, so that that doesn't exist. But then there's this other uh, source, he says, where he... he a scientist was able to change chickens into ducks by shining a light on Hell them. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, the, Fucking make those things evolve like Pokemon. I believe that scientist didn't even have published papers except for on Nutratruth.com. No, no, he's duck now. <laughs> I, you have to understand, he's duck now. He was also cited. I know, I know look like a chicken, but, <laughs> but he's still, duck. He's, he's duck now. <laughs> Oh, they're doing sexual reassignment I, surgery in I Russia swear, with a laser. He's duck now. See, feathers brown. <laughs> he's just shining a he, laser pointer at some guy's he, cock. Watch, I <laughs> throw him in water. He swim. Uh, com is the fine academic source carrying this information along with Wake Up Dash World and uh, <laughs> Biblioteca Pleiades, which is a very notoriously accurate source. Hell yeah, dude. David cites the patent for this laser, but as we know, patents don't have to be functional. No, they don't. Like at all. So you can just patent anything. Um, He then cites Pierre Ighina, I don't know how to pronounce that name, who claims he changed 
apricots into apples while they were Sick. still on the tree. Hell yeah, dude. This may come as a shock, but no, we didn't. Um, there, no, no, these are apples now. <laughs> first, first, <laughs> just, first of all. Just a Russian being like, no, he's no, apple. <laughs> he's apple now. This, this, no, this duck now. The link David provided for this in his academic citation section is a dead link. It doesn't lead anywhere. Um, I, I was able to track down the article he, he cited. Uh, that article also claims this guy changed a rat tail into a cat tail. Yeah, see, no, no. <laughs> is it cat is, was rat before. Is cat now. Is cat now. Was is rat. Cat now. Is cat now. Is cat now. <laughs> see, see, brother. Comrade, uh, comrade, was red is cat. That, that it rhyme. You <laughs> the know? rhyme it is true. You get it. Uh, so there, there's no citing of any paper for this. It's just a bunch of like weird articles that say like, yeah, he did it. You should just trust it's him just on it. Russian blog post um, like, you should trust him, comrade. So this, I, this is usually a point I try not to drive home too much with David because it's it's so obvious. But we tend to get new listeners when we cover this topic. But um, this is kind of how people like David and his ilk trick people is this whole section. This, this whole portion is only two sentences in the book and it has three incorrect academic citations, but obviously to dispute hundreds of incorrect academic citations would require an overwhelming amount of time. So all David, David's whole thing is he just throws a bunch of shit out there and, and just plans that no one will actually read it. Do we think he's capable of tricking people? I don't think so. I think the people following him at this point are just following a mentally unwell man. Uh, someone did send us a message the other day after we reviewed the first book and said, we got to chill out until we read book two and three, because maybe, you know, he brings I, it all together. They, he, could, he, could, he could pull this together. He could pull this off. <laughs> he, he might, and it, I hope he does. I hope for his sake he's able to do that, but uh, something tells me maybe not. Anyways, uh, David said he bought one of these lasers from that Dr. Peter Garyev guy, and I want to get one too, so we can we can turn oh, yeah. rats into cats. No, no, was rat is cat. Wouldn't <laughs> if we had the technology to do that? Wouldn't some fuck? Wouldn't Monsanto be turning er, like a potato into an avocado so they could make a billion dollars just selling avocados? Well, it's only in Russia. That's true. Maybe the it only Russian, works there. The Russians don't share technology. That's why we're trying to destroy them right yeah. now is to get See, their, their avocado laser technology. They're laughing at us. They're like, yeah, we grow potatoes, but then we turn potatoes into avocados, fruits, <laughs> and vegetables. And then those avocados into rat tails. And then, yes, and then <laughs> avocado into rat, potato into cat. We change everything, but we grow potato. The Love One predicts a quantum leap to ascension and mentions that the first signs of this leap began appearing in 1936, which, historically, that not a great year. Is that when Hitler took rise <laughs> yeah, to power? Yeah, it sure was. That's pretty sick. On, uh, on the show the other day, Chad pulled out one of, one of uh, Glenn's artifacts, and it's one of uh. the ballots for the Nazis. <laughs> And it's just the yes or no for Hitler, and the yes is significantly bigger than the no, <laughs> and it's done in pencil. That rules. Um, ooh, we get a we get a new superpower uh, if if we ascend. So before he only mentioned our ability to levitate and manifest our thoughts physically, uh, we'll also be able to spot evil more easily with this new superpower. Wouldn't evil have been defeated? Apparently not. That is a bit of an issue with Yo, that. But I'm going to ascend and then have to do work? A what lot the, of it. What the fuck is this? 
I want to do a sin and just like you know get virgins like the Islams do. It, it doesn't seem fair that we got to go through a cataclysmic event only to continue a war on a different level of ascension. I'm going to offend an entire religion and start calling them Islams instead of Muslims. You want them Islams, them Islams. Another quantum leap cycle began in 1971 with Watergate and was supposed to conclude at the oh, Mayan shit. end date in 2012. Damn it, Nixon. <laughs> he fucked us. Conveniently, though, Michael has revealed that this uh, end date in 2012 was actually Psych. shifted to 2020 doubly convenient michael has revealed that that 2020 end date was also not correct this is i love he hasn't given us a new one but that one was also not correct i love and this is why i don't know if he's capable of tricking people because he's going back and literally just rewriting like what he got wrong but uh, in his mind none of that seems like a problem this seems perfectly <laughs> logical in his mind which is very funny to think he's just like, so this is what actually happened, but in reality, that's what I really meant. I think he he's not tricking people. I think he's... He's tricking himself. He's reached, yes, he's reached the most insane point of being gullible I think I've ever seen, which is he's willing to cite, like, uh, Yahoo questions pages if it agrees with him. Yeah, he's believing himself. It quite literally does not matter. Let's uh, let's get down to the hard science here. Let's you know, get down to business. You know, I've criticized him for being unscientific, but here's here's some real good science. Hit Jesus Christ gives our thoughts better geometric patterns. And this allows for the crystallization of our soul. This is how we ascend. Is Jesus is going to change our geometric thought patterns to crystallize our soul? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> um, what? I don't, like once again, like, I don't know what that means. He does note if you're a jerk, this won't happen to you. Um, oh, thank God, I'm spared. But, but he does. It, it includes a bit of a threat. Quote: Michael revealed that as we become fully activated into fourth density reality, we can hurt others just by becoming angry at them. I that's think that's sick. a that's a threat towards us. Can you make people come just by wanting to fuck them? As what you would call evil or black. <laughs> um, he ends this. They don't descend. <laughs> he ends this section. They get to the three fifths density. Yes, he ends this uh, section by saying the truth he's going to present in this book is going to be very hard to accept. Which, if you've followed from the last book, if he thinks this is harder to accept than that where he talked about being literally raped and eaten by the devil. Look, the white race is just superior. <laughs> that's why, that's the only reason I noted the second time he brought up the swastika being cool and coming <laughs> from somewhere else. Is Maybe they had some points. We got two books left. That wouldn't be the craziest turn he's taken and all that. After, uh, I mean, actually, I don't know. After, after banana sandwich, nothing is off the table. That yeah, not, Nazi would be more concerning than Banana Sandwich was. Banana Sandwich. <laughs> banana Sandwich was like peak insanity. Like, that's the craziest, one of the craziest things I've ever, ever heard a human being utter. Do you think every, anyone's ever said Banana Sandwich with this much concern before? <laughs> banana Sandwich. No, banana it, was sandwich. A, it was a unique event. <laughs> banana in the Sandwich. And he's crying on you. Uh, let me play the full thing. When you start finding out that people made you into a banana sandwich... And you start remembering those things? 
you got to take some time off. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's like that's just one of the most insane things I've ever heard a, a human utter. It's fucking, it's just nuts. Woo! Okay, <laughs> settle down there, David. Author's preface, part four. Now, hell yeah. Um, Put your fours in the <laughs> air, everyone. The first big reveal in this section is that David is intending on uh, making a print version of this book, which the digital, this shitty PDF I've been reading costs $75, so I can only imagine what a full printout of thousands of pages is going to cost. He's going to print it himself. Probably like a Kinko's bound, like one of those uh, no, spiral no, notebooks. He's literally just going to print it at home. <laughs> Staple it together Staple and send it, together, it in the mail. yeah. The second big reveal is that he split book two into two books because in this January, so, you know, a few weeks ago, he started experiencing extended telepathic contact from Michael and he got new info. Ooh. David then digs back into the hard science by revealing he's been reading a book that teaches you how to summon demons. Sick. Um, oh, boy. He then tells us by learning these powers, you can also turn people into werewolves. That's an odd <laughs> correlation, but all right. So werewolves are real. Um, Jesus is going to come save us. Quote, Oh, save us, Lord. Let's consider that our son, the Logos, is the equivalent of the face of Christ, while the galaxy is the body of Christ and the universe is the father-mother God. If the consciousness of Jesus itself decides that the earth will be spared and it has the power of our entire solar system at its disposal... A, product, uh, a protective shroud could be made. We are dealing with an incredibly high-level angelic intervention to stop our planet from going through a uh, catastrophe that I genuinely thought inevitable, as you just read. All right. One of, uh, one of the best parts about this portion of the preface is uh, this part four is he, he cites the Bible a lot. Sick. But then he'll add in his own, like, little... Uh, notation on his it commentary but with his commentary each time he puts like he notes that it's him writing as if we might mistake <laughs> the writing of david wilcock with the, the words yeah. from the bible he doesn't he, please don't think i am the lord all right edgar casey we knew we had to get there eventually edgar casey had a vision in which he was living in some sort of uh, sci-fi world in yeah the year. he saw the future <laughs> that he was david wilcock and killed himself <laughs> that would be funny immediately just oh no that's the last edgar casey reading yeah he fucking just hug himself after that so he saw this world he was living in in uh 2158 but michael has revealed another time shift in the 2158 is now actually going to be 2025 so there you have it folks what? we will all ascend by the year 2025 it's only off by a hundred some years how he got from 2158 to 2025 is not explained but we just kind of have to accept it. That's a bit of a big time jump, in my opinion. David notes, quote, That means that within two years of when this book emerges, some of us may already be traveling in hover cars. Hell yeah, dude. I love his optimism. David also notes that in 2025, he will be 52 years old. In Edgar Casey's vision, he was 58. Wow. Quite the coincidence. That's almost the same number. <laughs> That's almost there, dude. Holy, That's really close. Look, this David is the guy who gets taken for a bunch of money by a psychic. It's like, what, 58? I think I'm that's what 50, Stavati is. <laughs> I'm 52. Those are like 
six numbers apart. We do get some uh, good Stravati updates in this book, Hell too, yeah. so everyone hang in for that. The Christmas song Little Drummer Boy has its origins in drums being played. The drums were played to drown out the screams of children being sacrificed in a fire for Ball and Moloch. Well, I think it was to drown out the sound of murdering their countrymen. Yeah, so that uh, that's, of course, not what the, you know, the creator of the song said, but I like David's version better. Uh, uh, whatever, I like child sacrifice. It's always a fun plot twist. Yeah, uh, quote, unrepentant cities will be brought down to Hades. Uh, David jumps through a litany of different Bible passages to prove that COVID was a demonic instrument and also reveals that in order to visually see a demon these days, you got to take psychedelics. Which All I right. that that might sure. be the first thing I agree with. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, demons he kind of describes as the clown from it, which is basically everyone sees something a little different. Everyone's demon is personalized. I'd trip out if I saw a demon that was a clown. No, you tripped out when you saw a demon that was a dog that Scared one time. Scared the <laughs> shit out of me. Not hey, only, that dog was real. It, it was. And it was at a least demon. it was real. That three legged dog was a demon. Okay. Now, we're going to get deeper into demons here. Not only are werewolves real, but so are uh, Gollum. Gollum are the, the beings in Jewish fo- folklore made from, like, mud and clay. You mean Gollum from Lord of the Rings? He actually does mention that in the book, yes. Or Gollum. Go- well, he says Gollum is close to Gollum, which means... Okay, if those so are facto. two very different characters, though. But the words are sort of <laughs> close, kind of like 52 and 58 but is kind of close. But the words are similar. <laughs> Don't you see the connection, <laughs> you idiot? There's a bunch of the same letters in all these words. Damn it, it's right in front of you, man. David asks us to, quote, think about how every episode of Harry Potter involves several types of strange creatures coming into play. You yeah, think. it's a fucking school for wizards. <laughs> think about it. Uh, this That's is wild. This, he says, is an example of the scientific perversion of occult power, and the movies were intended to trigger flashbacks to those who experienced satanic abduction. What? It, yeah, the movies were meant to, like... Harry uh, Potter was just so that they would remember they got raped? Yeah, not only is J.K. Rowling a, a transphobe, she works for the devil. What a what an intricate plot just to remind someone of the crime <laughs> you did to them. You would think it, it, it'd be significantly easier to show it on TV or something, or, you know, send them a pamphlet in the mail. Yeah, I gotta think there's other ways to go about this. So this is uh, further proven by the trilogy of Fantastic Beast films. Quote... This is reflective of what is happening according to multiple insiders. A certain percentage of us are being hunted and eaten like animals. It's very sad, but it's true. They're going to eat David? Well, they already ate him in book one multiple times. I think he's warning us we could be consumed. Oh, no. You'll enjoy this. Uh, Faust is a true story. I love Faust. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's uh, Faust is based on the story of a 1500s magician that was he's murdered gonna, by his familiar. He's going to cite the witch's uh, brew. David has an insider named Svali who claims to have grown up in the Illuminati. And uh, this insider had this to say about portals and demons. Oh, man, this is a long section. All right. Opening portals and dimensions. I know, this sounds like stuff from a sci-fi film, but these people really believe that there are other spiritual dimensions. To pass into them, first a major sacrifice is done to open a portal, usually several animals. I have also seen animal sacrifices done to protect from the demonic or blood used to close a circle so the demonic cannot penetrate it. 
the Illumina, uh, Illuminists very much believe in the spiritual realm. They have a codified practice over hundreds of years from ancient occultic rituals. They believe they can control these powers. I believe they are deluded. Sacrifices are also done on high holy days. I have seen an animal psychically killed in front of me and have no way to explain what I saw. I have also seen human sacrifice, but these were very rare. I believe I've seen two or three real ones in my life. The rest were setups. Sick. <laughs> they really don't want to kill off their children. They want a new generation to grow up and continue the practice. Sick. I've also heard of them buying children from other countries and using them or the homeless, but never witnessed it myself. Dope. This insider, uh, Svali, doesn't believe in reptile people or aliens, but that's no biggie because David has another Illuminati insider named Jacob that says they exist. So that's uh, that's, well, that's that circle closed. Yeah, and don't worry, you got it covered. David, uh, he also slides this into his uh, alien discussion. Quote, hardly any members of the organization on Earth will be aware of the extraterrestrial component. Only those at the very top, like the Rothschilds, are even aware of it. At that level, they have what could be considered a completely separate breakaway civilization of people who work within the Draco-controlled space program. Although some people were pulled out and spliced back in to be workers like me. Ooh. Most personnel will remain trapped within the separate civilization forever. So now, I think in the first book, he talked about how that was done in a 20 and back program. But now he's got Draco reptilian DNA spliced into him. Oh, God. David's a Draco? I think, right? That's what that... I guess so. Or maybe it just says... But I thought the Dracos were evil. Well, it just says it's a Draco-controlled no, space the good program. Ones. Although some people were pulled out and spliced back in to be worker. Well, I guess it doesn't necessarily say it was Dracos doing the splicing. But I would assume if, it, if they control the space program, it'd be their DNA getting spliced in. Yeah, me too. Anyways, the Illuminati pimps out young women after getting them addicted <laughs> to drugs. Hell um, yeah. It seems like that kind of cash would be entirely unnecessary to a group that counts the fucking Rothschilds amongst their members. But uh, Nah, pimping is still $50 is $50. Hey, yo, bitch. <laughs> Where's hey, that? yo, bitch. Why, why does this ain't more money? <laughs> Why this money ain't more? <laughs> These uh, souls be, is feeling light, bitch. Yeah, there should be more money in this money, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this money should be more money, bitch. Where's... <laughs> It's just the pimp who's retarded. He can't, he can't put together the words, right? How come? Why come we ain't richer, bitch? <laughs> uh, on the topic of sex, Folly also reveals that demons show up to fuck humans. Um... Here's, <laughs> yeah, it's time for a story about dark magic uh, from David's totally not absolutely fucking insane sources. The following is a true account. Dark magic, he means blacks. As what you would call evil or black. <laughs> Woo! Okay. The following is a true account. The Chinese arrested a foreigner skilled in martial arts. They abused the man, but instead of becoming apathetic, he kept himself mentally and physically fit in spite of the horrible conditions of a solitary cell. The superstitious guards believed he was a magician. When the identity of the man was discovered and the Chinese realized that he was one of the world's greatest martial arts experts, they decided to try everything possible to destroy him. He was tortured, starved, and hum humiliated. The man simply went into a dissociative state of trance and endured the tortures without sign of pain or emotion. Hell yeah. The hardened guards were awed. The Chinese decided to kill the man. 
They His figured, name, Jackie Chan. <laughs> they figured that they could place him in a cage with a starved tiger. He'd go into a trance and the starved tiger would eat him. Then they could claim that the man had been a coward. They not, <laughs> <laughs> this is a good plan. They not only wanted the man's life, but his reputation. I think David's trying to use this as a metaphor for himself. He is eased by a tiger. He is a coward. When they threw the much-tortured prisoner into the hungry tiger's cage, the martial arts expert took on the appearance of a demonized man. With a demonic roar, he attacked the tiger and instantly kicked the tiger's nose. (laughs) The animal was stunned and disoriented. The man leaped upon the tiger from behind, let out a terrifying scream, and strangled the animal. In 20 seconds, (laughs) the whole affair was over. The man looked like an incarnation of a tiger himself. In fact, the tiger had instantly feared the man the split second that the master had landed in the cage. Hell yeah, dude. Do remember, this is a book called The Michael Prophecies that's supposed to be about what's going to occur in the future. Yeah, but this cool, like, dude just strangling a tiger. <laughs> he can't cage. fucking help himself sometimes. That's he just so includes dope. shit. Uh, some Illuminati history here. They apparently drug their children and then wake them up in a room where there's a, a historic reenactment going on, basically. So they like drug their they, they drug their kids and uh, I guess put them in like an amphitheater where it looks like uh, whatever the sacking of Rome is going on, and they do this to try and convince their kids. Shall we say? Shall we say? Mm-hmm. They do this to convince their kids that uh, they've actually achieved time travel. And they do that because... What a sick prank. Well, it doesn't make sense. Ooh, because <laughs> you got back in time. <laughs> it, the Illuminati loves spooky shit. Just like campy, Ooh, spooky stuff. Kid, children <laughs> will come back to the fall of an empire. But the reason why this is fucking dumb is he follows that up by immediately saying the Illuminati does have time travel. So why of wouldn't they just they do? Why wouldn't they just let the kids time travel instead of putting on a weird medieval times reenactment? I guess because they're children, <laughs> maybe they want to test it out first. <laughs> they don't want them to. They don't want the reenactors to lose a gig. It's a very yeah. important part of the yeah. Illuminati. Uh. <laughs> this is fun, too. The Illuminati leadership is, quote, blatantly pedophilic and homosexual, uh, but only in their night personas. I don't know what that means, if they're only gay at night. They have two They have, they have two personalities. Their personas. One is just like that wants to conquer the world, and the other is just a flamboyant gay man. <laughs> well, I think if you're gay at night, you're just, uh, you know, gay. I wear my gay glasses <laughs> at night so I can't. So I can suck dick. This section is again concluded by David reminding us that Jesus is coming very soon. The Lord is coming. Lord's coming. With the conclusion of part part four of the author's preface, we of course move on to part five, author's preface. Part five. Coming up on Dragon Ball Z. The first portion of this section is just like him drawing shapes on maps. And then saying things line up. Hey, what if it looked like this? That's kind of it. He'll draw like a fucking <laughs> triangle and be like, huh? What if? Huh? <laughs> what? That's pretty close, right? He doesn't really say why that would matter. And <laughs> I don't care to try to figure out what why a, it should. What a sick bar for the truth. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's pretty close. <laughs> Look at this diamond. That kind of. How close do you need it to be for me? That's pretty close. COVID is like swine flu. And in the Bible, there's uh, that story where Jesus cast out those dudes' demons into pigs. 
Yeah. So the fall of swine indicates the fall of Satan, which means the fall of COVID will mean the fall of Satan. Does it mean that Muslims can eat bacon now? Islams, you mean? They, yeah, yes. my Islams, can they eat bacon? Uh, uh, maybe only if the devil's in it. If, well, that's why they don't eat bacon. Because the devil's in it? Because the devil I, got cast into pigs. That so does make sense. They're unclean. They don't eat the devil pigs. New, uh, Even though they're delicious. We got a new superpower drop again. If we defend humanity during this time, we will gain the telekinetic ability to stop speeding bullets. That's pretty cool. Like Superman. That yeah. may be the best one yet. <laughs> it's really just such campy horseshit. Hey, what it's, if we turn into the X-Men? Yeah, it's uh, everyone's going to be uh, a fucking low-budget X-Men. I mean, it's sick because it's like, yeah, I'll go for superpowers. But it, it, this, the same with having to fight evil in the after we ascend isn't the whole point of ascension. That they life's get rid busted. of evil? Yeah, so how many people are going to be fucking shooting at me where I need to do my fucking Professor X one na 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 Apparently to, to a stop lot. bullets. Apparently a lot. Uh, where was I? We find out that Archangel Michael was one of the four angels that were called in during the purification ceremony prior to channeling for the Law of One, because of course he was. Uh, we get back to David's favorite source, India Daily, which reveals Welcome to <laughs> India Daily, where the best news is available all day. I just fucking love that David has chose, chosen to, to completely align himself with India Daily. Today, That's his... the 7-Eleven a day is the 7-Eleven <laughs> in Rosemont, California, <laughs> 6402 Rainy Street. They have a great operation. Shout out to Rajesh and everybody there at the 7-Eleven of the day. The business section is just all the articles are about 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven stock is through the roof because everybody is doing their thing. It's tips on maintenance for your taquito yes. rollers and slurchies. Banana bread is a hit. It was a great idea. India Daily reveals, quote, our minds and souls can travel from one time dimension to the other. And while they do, sometimes they fall into parallel universes of higher dimensions. Sick. Nice. David then cites the comment section of the Gateway Pundit to, uh, <laughs> to gain insight on the vaccine. I mean, that's a trusted source, right? Again, everyone who reads David's book, feel free to just check the academic citations when he when he notes one, because there's a lot of bangers in there. Did you know that uh, David has read 300 books? Has, have we ever talked about that? Maybe. You know, has anyone ever pointed out to him that maybe he should have read more by now? <laughs> 301, 302 you, maybe. It, it really is. Do you think he just he got to 300 and he's like, oh, I can stop reading books now? Well, at least just never read another book since? At least in this section, we didn't get the story about how he had the list on his computer, but the computer crashed and therefore he doesn't know the uh, book. That one's always tragic. Yeah, no, this was just he, uh, he read hundreds of books on the paranormal. The fall of Atlantis was actually okayed by Rob Pata, who, if you'll recall, is Raw also... Potato. Yes, Rob Potato is Edgar Casey, who is also David, uh, in order to prevent the literal physical demons that were present from reproducing. Sick, dude. So Atlantis was destroyed by Rob Pata to kill demons. Rob Potato had to kill those demons. Here's a bit of a, a Stavati update. Quote, Many of those in the younger generation, as well as other demographics, are now having trouble showing up on time, staying at work, and remaining positive. 
This is not just in New York State. We are getting calls about this problem with apathy, low morale, and hopelessness from employers all over the country. Yeah, goddamn Gen Z doesn't want to <laughs> fucking work. My question is, who's calling David just to complain? No one's doing that. No, no one's one. just calling David and yeah, saying this these things. Is, this is all fantasies <laughs> in David's head. I don't think most people realize how quickly our society can transform into a paradise with the suppressed technology that Stefati will be help, helping to manufacture. New power plants can provide a house with enough electricity to run indefinitely, perhaps without one fuel change per year, or perhaps with one fuel change per year, depending upon which type we make. Anti-gravity is a reality that we could have enjoyed ever since Nikola Tesla, but along with it comes free energy, which greatly reduces the ability for anyone to enslave us. S much as hept-supt, I don't know who the fuck that is. Hept-supt. H-E-P-H-T-S-U-P-H-T. Much as uh, that guy, I'll call him H.S., helped Raw Patah establish these universities of healing and vocational training, we are now building an infrastructure for the workers of the future. So, yes, David does compare what he's doing um, with Stavati to what Raw Patah did in Atlantis. Sick, dude. That's Got that rad. ego in check. That's pretty fucking rad. Where, where are we on time? Should we do uh, one more section? Yeah, we're just under an hour. Okay, let's. Uh, that's cool. We'll get in. Uh, let's go over January 1998. This is section one, so we've now gotten to page one of the book. Damn, finally. David is going to be super famous. Quote, Michael has extensively prepared me to have Beatles level of exposure, <laughs> including multiple... <laughs> And they were making fun of me because I had special abilities. He's just going to be too famous. He's so humble. Including multiple dreams where I'm interacting with Paul and or Ringo. So uh, David, <laughs> David is, he's going to be Beatles level famous, which I think is as famous as you can possibly be. I don't think yes. it gets much more famous than the fucking Beatles. No, no, it doesn't. David has a dream in which he is attacked by zombie vampires and then is raptured, which uh, he says. What? Yeah, yeah. Zombie vampires attack him and then he gets raptured. Dude, hey. I kind of like outside chance of this happening, I'm rooting for because it does sound cool. He he went really kind of campy and like spooktober yeah. in this version where it's like yeah. we're gonna, there's werewolves we got zombie vampires it's a zombie apocalypse you're gonna get telekinetic powers uh, yeah. he says this is a metaphor for people who buy into his uh, his system ascending whereas people who don't will be left on earth to I guess fight with zombie vampires left below That's I'm not sure true. if zombie vampires were a metaphor for actually going to have zombie vampires. I would think it's, if we get werewolves, why he, not? I was about to say, he's probably being literal. David's vaccine vision. So this, uh, <laughs> here we go. Image of a little computer screen with a pointer. The screen said, travel through the darkness, trip two. Someone was clicking on the trip two part, which was like a button. New computer will use PCX systems very much. Hell yeah. David's note. In context, this appears to be saying that our global <laughs> trip through darkness will involve shots that install new computers or PCs into people's bodies. Sick. The letter X is associated with death, so PCX could mean death by computer. Oh, God, they're going to kill us with the computers? And if that wasn't enough, 
I just got a loud crack on the wall after writing that. Ah! On September 26, 2022. He knows when he, when he yeah. adds in something like that. So, yeah, you heard a loud noise after he wrote that. Which I means was it's startled. Totally real. I was startled, and therefore it's right. The way the people who got the vaccine will be saved uh, is by Michael and his, his compatriots opening the sun and changing its geometry to alter the frequency of reality. That's how we're all going to be saved. That seems pretty intricate. Super reasonable. No, he's just going to look. He's going to tap into the sun, change the geometry, and that's going to change the frequency of reality. Yeah, I'd like to speak to the sun, okay? This bitch-ass <laughs> motherfucker's acting up on him. Mr. Sun, could you chill the fuck out? Unplug it and plug it back in. Restart the sun, please. You got to hold the power button for 10 <laughs> seconds. Wait till the screen refreshes. David reflects on his divorce. Quote, Time-wise, <laughs> I know, time-wise, this backdates to the announcement of my divorce. This event did apparently get me on the air with Michael on a much deeper level. This included telekinesis and the recovering of deeply suppressed memories uh, of a parallel life. Now they're portraying the last nine months as a gestation period. He also tosses out more people are going to be able to talk to aliens soon. It'd be so funny if he... Uh... If he had, if Michael was doing, it was like, David, you should leave this bitch wife. Leave your wife. Yeah, if Michael's just like, fuck. she's she's fucking yeah. up your PowerPoint she's, on purpose. <laughs> she's ruining your camera changes. You got to leave her, David. This uh, David's ego kind of starts to reappear in this book, which I actually think would yeah. be a good a good thing. Arrogant David rules. Well, because we got that first part about how he's going to be as famous as the Beatles. Then we got uh, this. Uh, I'm going to be like fucking, I'm going to be like uh, the ones that are dead. Quote, thinking about the size of the Seth books. That's uh, Seth Speaks was a, a series of channeling Seth books. Seth Rogen. Yes, Seth Rogen Speaks. How am I expected to do all that? The Golden Globe nominations will be for the best supporting cast. David's Note, 9-6-2022. Clearly a reference to this book and how it will be considered award-winning in light of how it paves the way for our collective safety. What? Yeah. He just compared himself to the Golden Globes? Yeah, he's going to win. Well, he's going to be as fam famous as the Beatles, and he's going to win an award because this book is going to save the world. It'd be so funny to have David doing, like, the talk <laughs> show TV rounds for this just inane bullshit. That's such a... Just Bar Drew Barrymore, like, so, David, <laughs> tell me about the book. Tell like, me about how you saved the world. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, so you're the Archangel Michael. How is that? Is that hard? Is that, is that cool? Just think about how childish this fantasy is. He's basically like, I'm going to win the award for yeah. book that saves the world. He's, yeah, he's gonna which be is on, not an award. No one has that award. We don't give that out. He's going to be on Oprah. Yeah. Everybody look under your chairs. You get a free copy. Copy of David's book. Of the book that saved yeah. the world yeah, by the David. It's just like, uh, we don't want it. Now, uh, to add on to David getting his ego back, in a few paragraphs after this section, he writes about how him and Beth are having joking text conversations these days. So Ooh, maybe. the fling is uh, coming back. Uh, the romance woo. is ignited. Woo, 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 woo. What else do I have? I deserve to be raped. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I hit that button... <laughs> I think I scare myself. I forgot I did that. Uh, I need something more lighthearted. I, I learned raps. I, I learned raps. There we go. Uh, Once white owl, Philly blunt. There we go. Okay. I deserve. <laughs> deserve to be raped. <laughs> David is. Uh, he's very proud of his dream self. So. 
He describes a uh, this dream where he's in a grocery store of terror, which is uh, please don't rape me. <laughs> I know I deserve it, but please don't rape me. They all have their way with me. He, um, quote: I then realized that everyone there was infested. I could not just leave them in there, so I went back in with the intention to warn everyone. I started to push a shopping cart back through and yelled very loudly. Attention, attention. They're raping me. (laughs) Everyone here must listen to this message. You are all inside of a breeding facility for extraterrestrial beings that are malevolent. They're trying to make you go through a set of processes where you will become like them. It is very important that you leave now while you still have a chance. Otherwise, you will be transformed. They're raping me and they're going to be raping you too. He he concludes this section by saying, I did this fearlessly. <laughs> like, David, it's a dream. Who gives a shit? <laughs> not, to, not to him, it isn't. Yeah. He uh, he finally explains the channeling process here. So there's five levels of channeling. I go, uh, hum. Um, each level uh, involves receiving different types of information. Level one doesn't come in super clearly, and you might only get, uh, <clears throat> like, a word every so often. Level two, you get cryptic phrases, which is what we heard in the, the first book, where he'd just say total, you know, uh, buffalo wild wings has a llama inside of it, and then he'd, like, yeah. translate it. Buffalo soldier. <laughs> that's a that's a indication of, yeah, his terrible translations. At the higher levels, which is what we get in this book, you get full sentences. Paradoxically, though, the higher level data can have distortions, I would posit, because um, there's less room to interpret because when you when you get cryptic phrases, you can kind of just bend it to say whatever the fuck you want it to. Yeah. But when the spirits speak in full and direct sentences and coherent paragraphs, and there's less less wiggle room. There's less wiggle room where you can do your fucking word magic. Yeah, you gotta be on the money. We only get like one or two examples of word magic in this book. You gotta be on the money. Can't be can't miss the money, folks. You uh you prepare for channeling by making sure your body is comfortable and you reach the quote, light as a feather, stiff as a board phase of meditation. Stiff as a board? You're talking about like you got a hard erection? Uh, damn, I don't have a boner button on here. I need I need some sort of sound for that. <laughs> Did Woo! you just get gun shot? <laughs> I, I told you, I don't know, I don't know the, the new... All right. <laughs> you just went over each button and you're like, nope, nope, let nope. Me, let me show everyone here. So so this on the screen, this, this green thing here, I don't know if that shows up on camera super well. That's the new David. That's... Do you want to laugh at me? This is a really, really big one. Who molested me? That's, oh, I forgot. That's a good one. Who molested me? That's... Uh, uh, that's uh. the green color. I'm more familiar with this yellow one, which has classics like. Uh, I think I want to be up here on this fucking camera <laughs> talking about this shit. And uh, N word. Yeah. <laughs> My God, they made the N word escape. Those are classic. I know where all those buttons uh. are. I'm still trying to learn this uh, this green panel. It's <laughs> it was, new to me. It was just seeing you go over each <laughs> button and consciously go, "No, I don't know what that one is. I don't know what that one is. I'm yeah. not sure what that one is." It's really the only one I know on this is a uh, banana sandwich. And uh, this is fake. That one. Uh. So we'll get there. Okay, uh, uh. <laughs> where was I? Um. Right, light as a feather, stiff as a board. At this point, you will start hearing different voices talking. In short bursts, they will be in different areas of 3D space around you, front, back, and side. So he is literally describing hearing voices. Yeah, he's got voices in his head. He's like, you know what, I'm going to listen to these. No, they're not even in his head. 
their voices is like... That's just true. Their voices. They're just voices talking to him. Once in a trance, you have to reach into this sea of data and grab one of the many, many things that are going on, bring it out, and document it precisely as you heard it. You must, in all caps, not try to understand anything that you hear. The weirder and more outrageously strange it sounds, the better you are doing the technique. I don't think that's a good idea. No. That the worse in strangers, I guess that's how you end up with zombie vampires in a supermarket where everyone's getting raped. Yeah. That's probably how you end up with a story like yeah, that. Yeah, that's where you get there. Uh, David's note from September 7th, 2022. Apparently, I will be working in some kind of embassy for ETs in the future and we'll get to go on some field trips. All of us will soon enough. So David gets to do it first, but we Hell will. Hell yeah, David gets to go to the alien UN. Well, we all will at a certain point, just him first, I guess. We find out that Michael refers to David as she during channeling. All right. That's going to get weird. This is done so that David, uh, while he's channeling, his mind doesn't become too involved with the information. So it's like him channeling about a third party as opposed to himself. Ah, I see. Uh, the word milk in his visions means the vaccines. I don't know how he's, he squares this away with his newfound Christianity with the whole land of milk and honey. Because that, that would then uh, mean... It's vaccines it, and, uh, and... And honey. <laughs> and digital IDs. <laughs> the honey doesn't change. It's just uh, yeah, vaccines. It's just always honey. In the jar of honey. And most importantly, and this will conclude uh, today's section of the book, David's note, September 7th, 2022. As it turns out, the thrust of this entire series has been to explain what the Trump administration put in place to help <laughs> save our world from evil. Michael's words were originally released free of charge in 1999-2000. He specifically instructed me to sell this series today <laughs> in a number of other passages. David has to sell Hell it. Hell yeah, dude. He's got to get that no, money. No, you don't understand. The Archangel Michael said, sell this shit, homie. Even though he explicitly told him to give it out for free when it originally came out. That's hilarious. He has to sell it. Like, I love that so much. It's This isn't my decision. Kid. No, it's taken out of my hands. I have to. Yeah. I wouldn't charge money, but but I can't defy Michael, God's messengers. Michael needs me to get paid. Yeah. He needs me to be rich. So uh, for Friday's episode, we will pick up at uh, section two, which is January 1998, part January two. January 6th, <laughs> 2020. Yeah. All right. Uh, Patreon.com slash Pod. We're at uh, The Hidden Pod on Twitter. We're at Hidden Plainsight Radio on Instagram. And you are at Brandon Steele Hidden on yep, yep. Instagram. We will be back to conclude Michael Prophecies, book two. Part one on Friday. Hootie hoo. Mom out.